0: Welcome to Tart Club! Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast, and don't like the F word, or boners, now's your chance to GTFO! This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate, and listener discretion is advised. what is that i've got birds oh your bird oh i forget about it every fucking time my bird clock i have two bird clocks on the hour every hour it's a different bird we're wild over here it always gets me i always forget (laughs) greetings fellow tarts ashley here your head hussy in charge this month, we will be revisiting some of our past reads for our part de, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, theme. And we have Lisa back with us to discuss A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass. I tr- truly, I wanted to go right into the next fucking book and I was like, don't do it. Well, because it ends- Such a cliffhanger. It's like, this is it? Like- seriously like we're just now getting started <laughs> once her and what's his face were mated and then they were just having a bang fest I was like skip skip I don't even hear about his members springing forward rice what is okay how does the audiobook say his name Rezan. so they call him reese it's Reese. Yeah, it's Reese. Okay, th- see, that's what I thought, and I think we were calling him Rice, <laughs> Rice, or rice. <Romy. laughs> I've noticed that there's a big hubbub. They're like, it's it's two camps. It's the Reese camp and the Rice and. No, camp. it's Reese and that's how the audio, the official yeah. audio book says it. It's Rice, Rice and and Reese. It's honestly, Reese and Reese and now you're getting me all confused. The, honestly. Let's just call him Rice Aroni. Oh my God. My little <laughs> smoldering rice pot. Little Rice Aroni. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay. So, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Oh, did you ever get your Swedish meatballs? Your book club. You did the Swedish book around the world? Yes. Yes. We How did. How was it? We went to IKEA and we had Swedish meatballs and we talked about our book. And we walked around Ikea. It was good. Yay. I'm glad. Now the new book is uh, an Italian historical fiction, I think. I saw Heather posted it on her Instagram. Oh, did she? Go follow Heather's Instagram. Yes. <laughs> Musing Metzger. I helped with that name. Follow her. I think she's up. she said she was up to like 40... 40- followers or something. Oh my gosh, really? Well, we have to get her up to uh you set a challenge every year for how many followers she could get. She's up to 40. She has 45. Ah! 45. I got to make sure I liked every single post. This is my personal goal is to like oh, I missed one. I think her I think her challenge for the year was 50. Oh. Yeah, go Heather. We were talking about it before, but so it is official. You are the most returned guest. Yes, it's an honor. Truly, (laughs) it's such an honor. So I am going to do a little something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you a little little surprise. A little boner. Little little boner. Little little dick confetti. (laughs) Woohoo! So how many have I done? Nine. This is seven or eight. Oh, seven or eight. Okay, look at me. Give me myself more. Seven or eight. When there's ten, I'm going to make myself a little penis cake to celebrate. Yeah. Lisa, you're on a roll. Your now. most listened to episode, Credence. Your most frequent guest. Look at you. For now. For now. The people have spoken. Love you. <laughs> and they Thank like you Lisa. All. <laughs> Thank you so much. Lisa is MVP. Woo woo. Speaking of MVP... Let's get into the sip and snack. What drink did you pick for this book? I am drinking wine, red wine, the color of blood. Amaranth's drink of choice. Naturally. And they all just drink a bunch of wine. And so I am drinking, I've been influenced. Oh. And I'm drinking a wine called Aveline. Um, so I don't know if you've heard. But uh, Cameron Diaz, who is making her return to acting, was on CBS Sunday Morning not that long ago, which I didn't even know that she had retired from acting. I didn't either. I love her. She's great. I know. They're like, she's coming back. I'm like, she went somewhere? She left? <laughs> what? <Somewhat. laughs> I guess she hadn't made up. When did she I just, leave? I watched The Holiday the other day, so to me, she's still relevant. But anyways. Yeah. So one of the things that she's been doing... Um, is she started a wine brand label. Oh, wine? I don't know what they call it, but it's called Aveline and it's her and this other girl, lady, woman, and they make wine and it's organic wine, which naturally I thought all wine was organic, but apparently it's not. They use like animal byproducts somewhere along the process of making wine, like filtering or something. I don't know. But anyways, It's only available a couple places. They have like a sparkling, a white, a red, and a rosé. I tried the rosé. I did not like it. Mm. But I do like the red. It's not bad. Okay. Is it a red blend? Yeah, it's just a red blend. It's not... I like red blends. Yeah. It's not terrible. Those are usually my go-to red. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. Because they drink a lot of like... Really, that's all they drink is wine. In the book, so that's what I went with. Yeah. Wine's easy to go by. I like wine. Yeah. So, what about you? What's your sip? I also went the wino route. All right, right. It's true, though. These characters do nothing but drink wine and eat feasts. So, yeah. why not? Exactly. There's some scones mentioned in the book. At one point, someone ate a scone. I was like, okay, something a little bit more descriptive. They ate dinner mm-hmm. feasts. They sat down for like dinner feasts all the time. So I was going to go get Thanksgiving style apps. Oh. So like pigs in a blanket, the mac and cheese bites. Mm-hmm. Um, These are all fro. I'm going to go find them frozen. And so I can just throw everything in my air fryer and pop it on a plate. Nice. I like that idea. It's like mini dinner. Yeah. Mini feast. Mini feast. I love it. But yeah, all they drink is is wine they're not very ambitious with their drinks so i also picked wine it's a red blend okay it was inspired by the night court oh it's called it's either moon x or what's the roman numeral for x it's five right oh fuck i am not answering because if i'm wrong i'm gonna sound stupid and as the mvp i can't lose any of my cred fuck oh i gotta look it up i don't remember I thought, is it no i think it's 10 i, I haven't think been it's to school 10. in ages because like it might be 10 you're right you're B, right one the v like henry the eighth is like v one 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 or whatever i think it's a 10 yes yes the, okay well so five is v okay oh, and then uh, you're right It 10 is probably that public education's paying off <laughs> oh good Yes, yes, 10 is x. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. So what is it called again? Now that we've got x. that. Out of the way, now that we've given ourselves a little Roman numeral refresher. gosh Um so it's either moon x or moon 10. I can't. I'm not quite sure. Either or still works. Yeah. So it's a red blend. Let's let's read the back label. Love the back label. This juicy, super dense wine is inspired by the total blackness of a new moon, a lunar phase occurring when the sun, earth, and the moon are all aligned. Loaded with intense flavors of blackberries, black cherry, and dark chocolate, Moon X or 10 (laughs) is the perfect wine to enjoy with roasted meats, barbecued anything, chocolates, or just by itself. Sounds good. This is a dinner wine, and they're yeah. always eating dinner, so. I think that's perfect. 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 Let's, what's the next? What, do we do? what do we do next? <laughs> what comes <laughs> next? Nothing. We're done. Oh. <laughs> that's it. Bye. Bye. Okay, so usually I'll go over a little bit about the author, um, but... I didn't we've already done that. We've already gone over her info. It's in the Court of Thorns and Roses episode from season one. Didn't really find anything new mm-hmm. from last time. Um, no new okay. info or anything. So, you know, I think everyone knows who Sarah J. Mass Moss <laughs> Moss. Mass Moss. Mass Moss. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone knows who she is. She's a bestseller. Whoop whoop doop. That that's it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to skip ahead. All right, Lisa, how would you summarize this book? Well, you know, in true Lisa fashion, I didn't write anything down. Naturally. And uh, so we're going off the cuff. Off the cuff, love it. Sarah Cursebreaker dies and then comes back to life to save all the people in the fairylands of Corinthian, um and absorbs like a little bit of power from all the different high kings and then she ends up with the man that she believes she's badly in love with who decides to lock her up and never let her do anything ever again and treat her like a fragile delicate rose petal in which she gets very angry and on the day of their wedding (laughs) she like cries out subconsciously for help and the dark lord comes and whisks her away and what follows is this adorable slow burn flirty romance nonsense and then there's some like political stuff somebody's trying to resurrect the dad there's a cauldron there's some queens that are mortal that have powers a whole bunch of stuff happens they get attacked a lot pretty epic then shit really goes down and then they end up kind of back where they started to be perfectly honest with you like a whole lot happens and then we're we're still in not a great place at the end of this we're left on a cliffhanger that makes you want to just immediately start reading the next fucking book thank you very much sarah j moss <laughs> moss appreciate it so that wasn't a great summary it was good i liked it And I apologize. It was a rambling rant, but it is what it is. I don't, there's so much happens. So much happens in this book. Like you can't even, Uh, um, okay. Ashley, how would you summarize this book? Retconned AF. Ratcon. What is ratcon? Retcon here. Okay. Retcon. So it's basically like, showing events of a story from a different point of view and every once you see that point of view everything you thought you knew was wrong like they just completely redo the whole fucking thing so retconning would be basically reese and tamlin cuz you thought reese was the bad guy well i mean most people didn't. most people thought tamlin was so great in the first book and then this book went back gave you a different perspective and made you realize oh shit okay so he's kind of garbage and uh rice Aroni's the best i could see that that's 100% what happened i wanted to go back and listen to our last one <laughs> and see how i felt <laughs> about everybody and i didn't i almost did i almost did and i just didn't have time because <laughs> <laughs> i want to know like how my opinions changed to be honest i don't fucking remember we didn't. I think we called Tamlin like mashed potatoes or something. Maybe. Apparently, um, after book two, most people refer to him as tampon. Tampon. So. Accurate, <laughs> accurate, accurate. But okay. Okay. So major retcon. That's the short version. Um, I got. I did do one with a few sentences. Yeah. Basically, after Akatar, everyone has PTSD. Feyre has changed and no longer needs a protector tamlin aka tampon can't accept it rice and sand aka rice does so she jumps court slash ship literally and figuratively pretty much uh, that's that's it that was some major retconning for sure Rasan plays a really long game here in this book. He's in it for the long con. He's got so many little nuggets of like things hidden away and he just drops them. And then she gets pissed because she's like, what, why didn't you fucking tell me this? And then she's angry and he's like, Oh, because I didn't want this or the other. And then she forgives him. Blah blah blah, and then further down the road, some other like truth comes out, and then she's mad. Like this happens so many times in this book. Like, like for someone so smart, you think he would figure out uh, open and honest communication is the best route. 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 <laughs> we are so. I cannot. What's I in cannot- this wine? What is with all these words tonight? Yeah, I can't remember. I wanted to listen and see how I felt about Ree's in the first book, you know, we found him and I think we found him intriguing, but also abusive. Okay, cool. Speaking of listening and going back, did you find any quotes you liked any good quotes? Okay, so I always listen to the books. And it's really hard to get quotes when you're listening, because mm-hmm. I'm usually cleaning or driving or doing some other thing. And, and I just listen and I don't think to get quotes, but I did put down Two quotes. I did like um, early on, they were doing something and she was like muttering, Feyre, Feyre was muttering about something and she, the way she described Reese just like cracked me up. She's like, Reese with his smirking and sarcasm and bedroom eyes. And I just found that hilarious. Like, it seems like a very accurate description of Reese Ann. Like he is smirking. And he is sarcastic, and he has bedroom eyes as well as bedroom wings and bedroom everything. (laughs) And then the other one is um, when him and Feyre were talking, I think after Lucien had found her in the woods and was trying to, like, take her, and she, like, shut that down real fast. And uh, she had said to Roseanne something like, what would what would you have done if I had gotten taken or whatever and he's like I would have what did it say? I would have torn the world apart to get you back and it's like how are people not boning already like <laughs> it's such a romantic phrase I'm like okay and she's still like even after that it's like I don't know does he like me I kind of like him I don't know if he likes me like that or if he's just teasing me it's like girl he's gonna tear the world apart for you like that man has feelings <laughs> uh ma'am miss ma'am uh drop them drawers yeah they just the two of them just fucking kill me so yeah oh god that's how it always is though those were my only two out of the five how many pages is the print book oh i don't know i didn't pay attention well of the 24 hours of listening that i did on 2.0 speed so i could get this shit done those were the 15 20 words that i pulled from the whole fucking thing so there you go oh man it was longer than midnight sun but much better really (laughs) yeah that was a 24-hour audiobook but it was like straight hell it was straight hell it was so bad no this one was not terrible so what are your quotes so this is from Feyre okay so basically when we say retcon the first book left off Tamlin was Prince Charming she risked her whole life and limb and neck, literally, for him and saved everybody. And then happily ever after. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, and Rice Ann was a douche. Or Reese. See, I can't. I roni I have to call him rice Aroni. I'm going to mess it up. Like a Reese's Pieces cat. He's dark on the outside, but he's smooth on the inside. I think Lisa has a crush. Lisa has a buck boyfriend it's okay he's like the world's book boyfriend apparently i mean i would let him take me to bed and the wall and the bathtub and all the other places that they in the air what there better be a sex scene in the air don't play with me the air okay okay bc's pc so he's a douche by the end of the first book okay so then this book starts off You know, pretty much right after that, uh, Favra is in Tampon's court and he basically uh, keeps her prisoner. She's not allowed to go anywhere or do anything remotely, potentially Mm -mm. uh, dangerous, Mm -mm. even though she literally saved everybody by being a badass and completing challenges and literally dying and coming back to life. But he's still acting as if She's human. Uh She is now High Fae. When they brought her back, all the High Lords, High King, what the fuck ever, all those High dudes (laughs) gave her a bit of their power. She's High Fae now. So instead of training her with her new abilities and powers and stuff, he's basically just doing that whole patter on the head like, oh, silly, you're just, Uh you just be my, my, uh, board trophy housewife. Uh What do you, what do you mean you want rights?" Yeah. What do you mean you want to work? Ugh. And Feyre's, you know, Feyre's not down with it. So, so they're about to get married. And Feyre is literally miserable. And she just has an internal panic attack. Because deep down, she no, she does not want to marry Tampon. Mm-hmm. So, and she still has her bond with Reese's Pieces. Mm-hmm. She freaks out. He hears it through the bond. And the, <laughs> this scoundrel, this scallywag, shows up middle of the wedding walk straight up to Feyre everyone's freaking out and he's just like hello Feyre darling like just super casual you're not busting up an entire wedding at all Uh he didn't even wait to the speak now or forever hold your peace bit he just showed up and she's walking down the aisle she didn't even make it all the way down the aisle and he's like sup (laughs) cool hey remember that deal you gotta stay with me once a week every month cool let's go like, I'm just gonna cash in this coupon I have from this book, One Free Week, like, mine. Let's go. Hey, remember this IOU? Yeah. Petty is sassy as shit, and I love it so much. That was the first one, which rolls into the next one. So he takes her from the spring court mm-hmm. to his court, which is the night court. And... The first few times, she's like, eh, fuck you, you're still a devil man, whatever, you're still an asshole. But every time she goes back to Spring Court, she just gets more and more miserable. hmm uh-huh. Until Tamlin basically started to get violent uh-huh. and throwing temper tantrums, but refusing to listen to her needs and concerns. So she just, she can't do it anymore. So he literally locks her up with magic yeah he cannot get the fuck out he imprisons her after she just got done for how many months under the fucking mountain being in a prison cell for his ass so then he turned around and gave her a new prison it's just shinier and you know not under a mountain and she no wonder why she turns herself into like a black void of darkness like who wouldn't at that point dude she loses it Mm -hmm. Listen, in my... That was Mm -hmm. the first line of my summary. Everyone has PTSD. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. So she can't... She just loses it. And then uh, Rhi Sam's cousin comes to get her and takes her to night court. And she's so traumatized. And they all kind of help her chill out. Mm -hmm. Let her do what she wants. They give her space. They don't lock her up. And eventually she realizes... Oh, uh, Tamlin uh, is a fucking asshole. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this quote is from that. I was not a pet, not a doll, not an animal. I was a survivor and I was strong. I would not be weak or helpless again. I would not, could not be broken, tamed. Which is essentially what Tamlin wanted to do to her. Yeah. And then last one. This is also from Feyre. No one was my master. But I might be master of everything if I wished, if I dared. Yes, favor was a badass in the end of the first book. Mm-hmm. She was a badass in the beginning and the end, but in the middle, she just kind of like lost it and was a little uh, kind of annoying. <laughs> a little helpless damsel and distressy. Just a little bit, just a little. She kind of, you know, she was kind of figuring her shit out. Yeah. And then she went back to being a badass. But then, so in this But she owned it, too. Like, she would tell people, like, I am figuring this out. I was broken. I'm working on it. Like, what I did, like, was that she did own it. She didn't walk around like, playing the victim or acting like she wasn't pathetic. She's like, I know I'm not great right now. Like, I'm working on it. You know, like. Yeah. That's why I picked these quotes. Because Favra, she gets back to her badass Archer roots. Mm -hmm. And she just, she owns it. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite part? This author can write a creepy character. The surreal and the weaver and the bone carver, like she writes some spooky fucking side characters. And I really liked the whole interaction with the bone carver a lot bro i'm gonna carve your death into this bone it's gonna be yeah. wicked awesome want to see and okay. she's like um maybe not <laughs> and i love though like a question for a question and and even the bone carver asked and like lisa's like you just asked like five fucking questions slow down a second i liked that scene a lot um and then i also liked starfall i really enjoyed. Starfall, you know, they had this fight, they were both ugly with each other. And they both just kind of were like, I said some awful stuff. Yeah, me too. And then they kind of fell back into a good place. It was a little creepy that like, they weren't actually stars, they were souls. And we don't know much more about them, but then they'll splatter on your face. And then it's like a swirling paint. That was such a slapstick Ghostbusters moment. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought of. Like. Oh, really? Like green ectoplasm. What is it? Goober. Uh, The sludge one from Ghostbusters. Yeah, the green one. That's what I. Grimer. Slime. Slime. Slime ball. Slimer. I think it's Slimer. The gooey green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah always starting shit so I'm just thinking about like a hundred what hundreds or thousands of slimers <laughs> just floating by and then whack in the face oh my god I didn't think that at all now I have a whole new view of that scene it's even creepier now you're welcome it is much more creepier now so those were some of my favorite favorite parts what are your favorite parts so Faye leaves the spring court in Tamlin she stays with Reese in the night court they fall in love and then it comes out that Reese has actually known which I fucking knew it that she's his mate uh-huh. a little tidbit uh he kept from her in the surreal gossipy little bitch that she is I kind of <laughs> like I know the surreal. I like the surreal. So she's just like I'm gonna stir sh- you trapped me I'm gonna stir some shit up and make this work my fucking while she's like by the way me and she's just i she's like she's like i'm gonna free you bye she's like cool <laughs> mate <laughs> oh if you want to help your mate you can do this and they was like <laughs> i'm sorry what what <laughs> <laughs> what was that come again? <laughs> that fucking sorry all that happens uh oh god what is there they're trying to go get like pieces of this cauldron or a book to break the cauldron because King Hy- Hypern Hyperbole, I don't know, Hyperbole. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Hyperbole Hyper or whatever. Hyperion. <laughs> oh, Hyperion. Uh-huh. Whatever. Some like, some chode king. He's just stirring shit. He wants to take over, blah, 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 basic mediocre white man shit. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then the sisters are roped in. Nesta and Elaine. They're put in the cauldron, and now they become high fae. This is my favorite part, I think, of the whole book. As Nesta's being put into the cauldron, <laughs> which she's fighting them tooth and nail the whole time in Nesta fashion, mm-hmm. as she's under, like, the soup, <laughs> she's in the cauldron, and she just fucking points at him like, I'm coming for you, bitch. And he gets uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a little moment where I'm like, fuck yeah. I wouldn't want to be on Nesta's bad side. You uh-uh. just made her a high fae. That was a fucking mistake. You just gave her powers to beat your ass, which I'm sure she will in the following books. Yeah. So that was pretty great. Uh, Nesta, Cassian, and Azriel. Those three stole the show for me. They were just so fun. Well, <laughs> Nesta's not fun, <laughs> but... Nesta and Azriel had such interesting stories, which we were already intrigued by Nesta in the first book. And then Cassian's just hilarious. He's the comic relief. Yeah. There are so many side characters in this that I really would love novellas about. That's the curse of writing good side characters. Yeah, I mean the side characters are kind of more compelling. Like I need more about Amran. I also need Amran to have a happy ending. Like because so she's a vampire, right? she's like otherworldly. like I would like more explanation of what she is but she's the only one of her kind but she's been there since before humans existed she's the only one that could figure out the books yeah I need her to like find her people or figure something like she she deserves more in the end when she was freaking out like where is she where is she i was like oh this kind of hurts my heart oh mm. because they she actually likes fair she cares about fair now you know they bonded since they almost drowned in that oh tomb. gosh that whole <laughs> fucking thing yeah and i like how she's small and short and fair is just like piggybacking her up the stairs they're just I'm... drowning like it's cool <laughs> we're fine thank god she gave those fucking water wraiths some jewelry That really turned around. Oh, we all we all knew that was gonna come into play later. Oh, for sure, and I loved it. Amryn's like, I don't know what kind of luck you live by, but keep going because they really saved our asses. Like, all right, I like it. Cool, didn't drown. Awesome. I like it. I'm on board. I will say, like, I know there's like you mentioned misogynistic males, but I will say there's a lot of strong female characters that are allowed to be strong female characters in this book i think you know what let's both just go ahead and add that to favorite parts <laughs> because okay so we didn't have a lot of strong female characters in the first one yeah. i mean the villain but you know well yeah. but this book had so much girl power it did with with morgan and Amryn and Feyre, and the fact that morgan and amran are second and third to a high king before cassian and Azrael, and that pharaoh when she's with reese is given like he when he tells her like what was it when she went after the adder fucking to get revenge of all revenges well, and fucking yeah. kill that thing the fucking adder and she's like i know you want to keep me safe but that bitch is getting away. So I'm going to go after him instead. And he's like, it it was. She's like, boop, I'm busy. Leave a message. Yeah, exactly. And afterwards, he's like, it was your choice. And I have to respect that. Fucking Tamil would have been back in the tower, putting a shield around you. Getting the bubble suit ready. <laughs> yeah. Reese was like, I may not like it, but I respect it, which I really, really liked. Yeah favor in the end like oh just mm-hmm. pretends to want to go back to tamlin so that reese can get her sisters out right of the situation they're in and then she's like oh tamlin oh yes uh you're right oh reese how dare you you yes. evil man evil fae hate you hate him and then she goes back with tamlin and it's basically just to be a spy yeah and bring him down from within yeah she's like break the bond i want the bond broken take this tattoo off of me meanwhile she's got a tattoo on the other hand because they went and got the mating bond put in them yeah so she's like jokes on you motherfuckers i can still stroke him through the bond and tell him about things through the bond but (laughs) (laughs) that's what they do they send little feelies out to each other i know hey girl you there She's like oh yeah i'm there you there like it's just ridiculous (laughs) you up yeah you up (laughs) i feel a little tingle in my hand tattoo (laughs) oh my booze (laughs) ridiculous what was your least favorite part um i think my least favorite part and my what the fuck moment are the same um the the whole description of what the Illyrians do to the women when they come of age, um, when they have their first bleed, and then they like strip them of their wings and they treat them like something to be bought or sold to get like a good match and like align your family with someone else. And like just the treatment, like that's what Morrigan went through. Um, and just like that whole thing and I love how Reese is trying to get away from so much of that and make so many changes and, you know, train female warriors and allow them their wings to fly and like sees that they should treat the women better and everything and people should be more equal and all that. Like, but just that whole like when they described everything that went on with the Illyrian women, I was just like, what the what the hell? What about you? The pacing was really weird. Mm -hmm. It kind of you jumped into it and you were in it, and then it kind of slows down and it shows, you know, Feyre figuring everything out, her training, you know, all the political intrigue comes in, and then it's her and Reese falling in love for like a giant middle chunk of the book. Mm -hmm. Not much is actually happening; they're just kind of setting everything up, Mm -hmm. and then at the end. Like the last few chapters, you're just bamboozled Mm -hmm. with all the shit that goes on within so few chapters. You kind of end up, I mean, you're not exactly where you started off, but this essentially felt like a filler book. It was good filler. Uh Don't get me wrong. Like I liked it, but it just, it came off like the whole middle. It was, it just kind of came off as filler. I get, I get why they needed to show their relationship and everything. I agree with you that it could it could have moved along faster and gotten rid of some of that falling in love bullshit and just kind of yay character progression yeah I guess she needed Lisa she needed time to retcon I guess so I guess so um and then the other part uh Tamlin tampon our boy uh yes dude you know so I kind of had some spoilers from the first book Uh, I kind of knew Tamlin was going to turn heel it's such a popular series people put shit on TikTok you kind of can't not figure it out yeah so I knew but I went into it and I was like okay well let me see but I never like fully liked him I don't see I this is why I wanted to listen to the first episode because I can't remember if we talked about this but there's a moment when they're under the mountain in the first book it's like a like an opportunity like he he could have tried to get her out or something but instead of doing that he's like let's bang Mm. let's bone yeah that does happen oh worst he listens to her throw up from her nightmares at night Mm -hmm. and doesn't help her at all just ignores it Mm -hmm. you know his ass hears her throwing up from nightmares every night and he just he just pretends like he's sleeping and then he has nightmares obviously and she does try to talk to him about it and he's just like you know what let's have sex i don't want to talk let's just have sex Anytime she tries to talk to him, he blows it off or he he distracts her with sex. And then when she finally tells him how she's feeling, he explodes a room and she's just sitting there like, are you for real? Like, really? Mm -hmm. This is the real kicker. Our boy Lucian. He was one of our faves. He was one of our faves in book one. (sighs) I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I had such high hopes for him. I'm so disappointed. I get it. I get where he's coming from, but it's like, can you not fucking cow to Tamlin's bullshit? Like he wants everyone to. Mm-hmm. He's just a douche, and uh-huh. his. It, I feel like this is how he was before, and this is just his true self, just shining through. And it it's not it's not a good look. Yeah. What was your what the fuck moment? Well, I already said it. It was the Illyrian thing. Yeah, that was real fucked up. What was yours? Uh. <laughs> elaine and Nesta being thrown in the cauldron did not see that coming Uh -uh. and then elaine is lucian's mate oh my god girl girl the groveling he's gonna have to do (laughs) like sorry i just sat back and let uh this guy walk all over me like a damn doormat and let him take advantage of everyone around me and uh Yeah, I'm like a great catch. You should totally get with me. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I can't help but still feel bad for Lucian because damn, you got your work cut out for you, buddy. Good luck. (laughs) Any red flags? Number one red flag. If he locks you in a house with an invisible shield. That's a huge red flag and you may want to reevaluate your relationship. Maybe. Just just a tad. Just just saying. They don't let you leave the house, maybe they're not for you. You know. Anything else? Just the one? No, just the one. What about you? Pretty much said it all when I was talking shit about Tamlin <laughs> a few questions ago. Yeah. Um controlling. Mm-hmm. Refuses to communicate. Mm-hmm. Blows up on you when you try communicating Mm -hmm. and just wants to bone down all the time and not talk. Yeah. And also pretends to be asleep while you're puking your head off from nightmares. (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And the fact that like she was losing so much weight and became so like gaunt and pale. Obviously, something's wrong with her. And you're not seeking any medical attention for her or trying to do anything. For her, you're just ignoring it. Dude. Like, Mm. this guy does not care about you. Not a good guy. He's such a douche. Is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? We are all more powerful than we think we are, maybe? Like, we're all worthy of existence and we all contribute something to this world and mean something to each other that's what I'm going with yeah because Vera constantly is like I'm no good I'm worthless everyone in Reese's inner court has something and I have nothing and he's constantly like shut the fuck up you have stuff and she's like I am powerful so I think like we all matter we all are have something awesome inside of us you just have to unlock it and be confident and own your power. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. What about you? What What do you think we have to learn? What applies to daily life in this book? Well, I love yours. Love it. Great. Uh, first of all, go to therapy, everybody. <laughs> everybody that was under the mountain, go to therapy, please. <laughs> Why don't they have any fairy therapists? Why aren't there any fairy therapists? Because seriously, the fuck? <laughs> they seriously need them. That's good. The way I read this was that Feyre, her relationship, she she was obviously she was obviously head over heels for Tamlin. Mm-hmm. She was in love with him. She literally died for him. Mm-hmm. So she went through all of that and their love was so strong. Da da da. And then things turned bad mm-hmm. because they went through so much individually and there were so many major changes. And they just basically became different people at different points in their lives. And they needed different things. And yeah, they could not provide that to each other anymore, essentially. But it also because favor go, you know, in the beginning, favor just keeps pushing it down. She just keeps, oh, I don't want to upset Tamlin. And then in my head, I'm like, bitch, you died for him. Mm -hmm. He can be a little upset. You don't have to cater to him. Uh-uh. He's he's not your dad. He doesn't tell you what to do. Their relationship was so great in the first book. And then it all went to shit in the second book. But Feyre kept thinking, oh, but the good times. But that's the lesson. Mm-hmm. Just because things used to be great. They were good. You were so in love. That doesn't mean it's going to stay the same. And it doesn't mean that you have to stay. Because once things start getting bad, they're mm-hmm. they're just they're bad. that's fair and you shouldn't stay in a relationship just for the good memories because those are memories and it's not where you're actually at at that point in time yeah I agree but that's that's a really good takeaway from this book do you have a spicy snippet about this book yes well I don't know if it's spicy or not but first of all oh <laughs> What were your thoughts and feelings on this whole story that Tamlin, no, not Tamlin, God, uh, Reese? Reese Ann said about I had these visions of these flowers being painted and all the like this stuff, and I sent a vision back of. Stars, and then I could smell things and feel things, and then she painted the stars like that. They had this connection before she even entered Prithian. Like, how do we feel about this storyline of him saying they were connected all along, even before she entered Prithian, even before this all got started? They were like star-crossed lovers, destined they were connected from the get-go. Like, what are your thoughts and feelings on that? Written in the stars. How much paranormal bond mate romance do you read? Because they do this shit all the time. (laughs) It's not new, it's not a fun thing. So, here, and then, so this is what I was thinking: because you're right, they connected before they were actually even in the same realm or species yeah and that happens in a lot of these books but I mean yeah I was like laying it on thick with written in the stars <laughs> like literally like she painted the stars on her dresser and <laughs> too fucking much like I already loved them and I already loved them like the snarkiness that they would write the little letters to each other like we don't need any more to bring these two together like you sold me on it a long time ago you mm don't need to give me anymore yeah um so that was my little hot take spicy snippet what's your spicy snippet what you got i like that one tamlin didn't turn heel out of nowhere okay there were some little indicators small small things in the first book that were off-putting yeah he obviously he was controlling a little condescending and he was using her obviously but then everyone's like oh but they fell in and it's like, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. But when he there's an opportunity to try to get her to escape, get her out of the whole under the mountain situation, he was just like, let's go to Pound Town, <sighs> fuck it, let's just let's bang, let's, let's just fuck. Which apparently seems to be his answer for a lot of things. Yeah, let's just have sex. He doesn't want to talk. He just wants to. He just wants to bang. Let's just bone down. <laughs> so it's just fuck you Tamlin fuck you Tamlin (laughs) my biggest hot take okay so we all know that Reese and Feyre have sex in chapter 55 what what that's right s-e-x intercourse which again again this is not YA. No, there is a of sex. So it wasn't as bad in the first book, but we had even talk about, I remember talking about this with you about the first book. It was marketed as YA, but it's not YA. It's oh, no. N-A, which is new adult. Eh. But for whatever reason, they marketed this as YA and it is not that. No. So let's just throw that out there. This book, especially. Yeah, no. Um, so basically the spiciest take is, so we all know they go to pound town Uh in chapter 55. It's like a whole chapter. And everyone's like, oh my God, chapter 55 is the best chapter. I love chapter 55, blah, 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 blah. Chapter 54 is better. What happens in chapter 54? Because you learn so much. It changes everything. That chapter, you realize... So the shit that he did that was really fucked up, like, oh, he's making her get drunk and black out and fondles her all night. And it's like, well, I was doing that so people wouldn't molest you. um, And, you know, stuff like that. And it's like, okay, isn't that really that much money? Right. Yeah. Which, you know, he was doing, I mean, Tamlin did fucked up shit too. <clears throat> but Reese was doing fucked up shit. And then you realize yeah it was still fucked up yeah but he actually had reasoning and you're like oh okay okay that makes sense still shitty still shitty probably could have done something else but okay yeah i just think that scene just has a bigger impact than them boning but that's just me i like it i like it spicy now oh god need for speed speed round (laughs) who would you want to be besties with and why more the more again because she's a badass bitch yeah what about you i'm gonna go with cassian okay okay i just feel like we would vibe. we got that smart ass energy all right all right and he's just fun yeah who do you want to throat punch and why i want to throat punch you and past my bedtime (laughs) all right i volunteer as tribute ah thank you katniss okay who do I want to throw a punch? The queens? Because you're like, we're not giving you the book. We're superior. You have to jump through all these hoops to prove things. And then we still won't give you anything. Because we're a special. But then the one like laid an egg and left it there. <laughs> yeah. So the queens deserve to throw a punch. Oh, yeah. Fuck those bitches. So those are my, uh, my uh, throw punches. I like how you say throat punches, but you did karate chops. What are your throat punches? I mean, we already know it's Tamlin. No. Oh, shocking. You don't like tampon? Yeah. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? I would say Feyre, Rezanj. Anyone on Roseanne's inner circle. I like it. And uh, even Nessa. I'd have Nessa on my side. Fuck it. Pretty much everyone but Elaine. Elaine's a wet blanket. I am i don't know about her right now. Yes. What about you? Who would you want on your side in a fight? Fabra and her water wolves. That was pretty badass. Water wolves are very cool. Oh, yeah. Who would you cast for these characters? Or... And or. And or. Assign characters zodiac signs based on vibe. Well, I did none of the above. That is what you didn't cast anybody? No, because I can't remember what I cast to begin with. Oh shit. Oh, we already cast people. We already cast people. But I can't remember who I casted. Oh, I can't either. I was just gonna say, hey, listen to episode listen to the Court of the Rounds episode. <laughs> The new tidbit in the speed round is that you can cast and/or assign characters' zodiac signs based off of vibe. So I went ahead and went with Feyre and Reese and Rice and Rice Aroni, our boy, our fave, Lisa's book boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I kind of I looked around, you know, maybe Aquarius, because she's guarded. She's very guarded. She's creative. And she's a revolutionary, which are all trademarks of an Aquarian. I love that. And for Reese. I'm going with Scorpio. Oh, Scorpio. OK, I like that. Mysterious, elusive, mean as hell. Also sensitive as hell. JK. JK. It was more mystery elusive. But he's very in touch with his feelings. All things considered of like all the men in this book, he's very in touch with his feelings, very sensitive. He cried a lot in this book and I am here for (laughs) male crying, male tears. Male tears. Male tears. I'm here for it. Love it. Love to see it. There's nothing wrong with that. Men are allowed to cry. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying men aren't allowed to cry. No. If they did it more, I feel like the world would be a better place, to be quite honest with you. I'm saying everyone should cry. Yes. That's what we think. Let's see what some other people think. I got these reviews off of Goodreads. And we're going to go low to high. Low no die. Okay. Victoria gave it one star. This was indeed one of the worst, the worst books I've ever, and I mean ever, read in my whole entire exhaustive life. <laughs> I I relate to the exhaustive life. Truly, that writing made me want to gouge, gouge out my eyes, and die 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 (laughs) so they're making fun of how she repeats without italicized emphasis okay so i mean i think i i mean i don't quite agree with i mean have you read midnight sun Mm. (laughs) is the real question (laughs) uh yeah but yes i will say that the author does repeat some things oh yeah grace also gave it one star when you fall in love with a bat <laughs> maria give it one star i suddenly became the high lady of the court of fury what is this crap <laughs> i like that i see what you did there mm. leslie gave it one star all caps yeah i'm not gonna read six oh oh she gave us a page number <laughs> yay oh yay thank you i'm not gonna read 626 pages of Faye dick so uh dnf oh i mean the dick wasn't on every single one of those pages but you know no the dick wasn't <laughs> even until like chapter 55 listen this was a really slow fucking burn she mentions a tamlin porked her, but she doesn't go into detail and it's not till they really are like i'm your mate i'm your mate i love you i love you until they really seal the deal like it's a very slow fucking burn yeah it's slow burn for sure mm-hmm. oh another lisa hey lisa <laughs> hey girl lisa not this lisa that okay. i'm talking to uh gave it two stars <laughs> bye why are her books so long-winded lol Sure. <laughs> that is fair that's fair because we talked about the pacing being kind of awkward that's fair yep l gave it three stars edit okay so they had an original review and then they put an edit i just included their edit okay january january of 2022 removed my five star 2016 review out of embarrassment all right that's hilarious oh my gosh jesse also gave it three stars so this was a cracktastic retconning mess of a book, but I read it and loved it despite all the magical MacGuffins. Oh. And that it was basically cliche part two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> Love it. Cylinder gave it four stars. Oh shit! That's it. That's the review. That's the whole review. Four stars. Oh shit. Ah, uh, that's what I was kind of saying at the end there when I realized all the little Tamlin shippers are going to get real mad. Yeah. Teodora gave it five stars. Let's pretend this is Starfall and I have more than five stars to give. Uh. All right. Nick Reeds gave it five stars. This is exactly how you develop a healthy relationship. This is why my bro Reese is such a likable character he respected every wish and need Feyre had every choice she made gave her the space and the time she needed to heal but at the same time he pushed her to grow and thrive Feyre was always an equal to him we have no choice but to stand yeah he respects whatever decision she makes and he doesn't chastise her or criticize her or punish her for anything he's like I may not agree with it but that's what you decided to do and I support you no matter what, basically. Yeah. All right, last one. Mariah gave it five stars. All caps. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. A Court of Mist and Fury is the best book I have ever read in my whole entire life. Wow. Okay. And then the first review to repeat. This was indeed one of the worst, the worst books I Have ever, and I mean ever, read in my whole entire life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Opposite ends of the court there. Seriously. Big moment. Okay. How many? How many? And what type of phallic symbol would you rate this book? So I don't remember what we did last time. Oh shit. Pause. Sheathe daggers. I'm gonna give this one three and a half sheets daggers a little over average I enjoyed it but I do agree with you that it was like a buffer book and just to get us from book one to book three and I I am looking forward to reading book three yeah so it got me at least interested in the third book all right oh, yeah. so what about you what do you give it I agree. Three and a half. All right. All right. I really enjoyed the inner circle. Mm-hmm. The world building was very well done. Um, it just, it lagged in the middle too much. Mm-hmm. It just felt really drawn out. And it's like I said, it's it's filler. Yes, it's good filler. Mm-hmm. But it's still filler. And I just feel like it is a bit much. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Three and a half sheathed daggers it is time for the bi-weekly boner yes this week's boner is technically boner adjacent uh and from the source material so wingspan mm. in this story i think Moore is talking to Feyre, And you know they're having a little little girl chat oh yeah girl's chat. And Amran's in on it too, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're discussing the male's wingspan, mm-hmm. like Reese, Cassian, Asriel. And Moore has a theory <laughs> that <laughs> the bigger the wingspan, the bigger the ding dong. Yes. And then follows it up with Asriel has the biggest wingspan. Mm hmm. Isn't isn't okay? Foot size. A lot of people think it has to do. Yes. Humans. Humans think it's human foot size. Or what is it like the the length between your thumb and index finger? Oh, wasn't that supposed to be one of them? You know what I'm talking about? Maybe. I always just remember like shoe size. Whatever guy's shoe size was was like equal in inches to what it was like in real life. Yep. You're saying no. Nate, <laughs> Ashley is disagreeing with this old wives tale. That is not true. <laughs> oh, really? Do you have scientific data to back that up? Uh, that is not true and I <laughs> have the scientific data <laughs> to back that up. <laughs> oh. It is just such a funny thing and also Yeah. I think at one point, favorite kind of says that to goad Reese. She's like, "Oh yeah, Morris says Asriel has like a <gasps> wingspan." He's like, "Oh, we should go back and compare. We should get the rulers out. We should go home right now." <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah. Um. Apparently, that's gonna. Apparently, wingspan is like a reoccurring thing in this series. Oh really? It's gonna be. It's. I think it's gonna come up again. Uh Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to have to pay attention. (laughs) We're just going to get the ruler and the measuring tape out. Listen, it's not the size that matters. What do they say? It's the motion of the ocean. Motion of the ocean. Because I know there's a ton of men lining up listening to this on their walks to work. So many. Portland. So many. Um, (laughs) Even if you got a small apparatus, it doesn't matter. It's just if you know how to use it and use your other talents and gifts. That's all that matters. PSA, foreplay's important. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Check. That's the rampant rod for this week, but eventually I'd like to hear some long log descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. You can email the goods at Church of Tom's Podcast at gmail.com put bi-weekly boner in the subject line and don't forget you must include the name of the book or article and author we did it yay yay thanks for coming back mvp most returned guest most listened to episode so excited to be here (laughs) so how does it feel to be mvp I don't know. Can you send some congratulations down to our bond that we have with each other? I don't don't feel anything in here. Send it right here. We have a bond. Do you feel a tingle? I don't feel anything. You're not stroking hard (laughs) enough. (laughs) Very disappointing, this bond we have. (laughs) The theme for September is this is thriller. Think of it as a warm up for spooky season. Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, A Madness of Sunshine by Nalini Singh. All right. Ready for tagline? Remember to fix each other's frowns and don't let the dick get you upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. And And remember
1: to to fix fix each each other's other's frowns
0: and don't let the the dick dick get you down. down. That's the money shot right there. That's the money shot. All right. Toodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you. You can follow Turgid Tomes Podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group, where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.